Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Are you following From Within Records on social media? If you're not, do yourself a favor. Boot up Twitter, Instagram. Do yourself a favor. Follow From Within Records. Stay up to date on all the announcements coming down the pipeline. A ton of cool stuff coming. There was an ad posted today. If you were following them, you would know there's a lot of cool stuff coming. The Warren Human Work LP. I'm super excited to hear that. I seriously love Warren, and I'm so stoked that they're partnering up with From Within Records for this next release. Has me really excited. Shout out MH Chaos coming out of Chicago. Stoked to hear their new record. Those guys are awesome. I can't wait to get them back on the podcast. And a Mouse of the Palace tape. I'm so curious. I need to contact Carter and get more information. Is this new music? Is this old stuff just being put on tape? Uh, no matter what the case is, I'm stoked. I love Mouse of the Palace. Super awesome band. Also, Striker. They're coming out with their EP. If you hadn't had a chance yet to check out their demo, please head over to their Bandcamp and check it out. Super awesome band. And also, From Within Fanzine, number two. Did you manage to get your hands on issue one? If you didn't, please do yourself a favor, pay attention and look out for number two coming very soon. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm stoked that From Within Records is doing more than just putting out bands. They're actually putting out some of their own content. I really enjoyed reading the first issue. Uh, shout out to Carter. I enjoyed the format. And I'm looking forward to seeing what number two is like. And also, I think this might be one of the biggest things to come on this ad that was posted the one scene unity volume two coming summer 2021 holy shit that that sounds far away because we're here at the beginning of january but time moves so weird and before we know it it's going to be summer 2021 you're going to hear me talking about all the bands on the comp leading up to it and it's going to be sick so that's so crazy and cool to think about that this summer we have once in unity volume two to look forward to. I, I seriously can't wait. And I'm definitely looking forward to checking out all the bands that are going to be on it this time around. So please support from within records because they support us. And on today's episode, we travel to Georgia. We had a track down. My buddy came in sale. We've come a long way. We were in this crazy group chat, which which was fun for the time being. Uh, if, if anybody out there, I'm sure all of you listening have been in group chats or even are in group chats to this day. They, they can get hectic, but it was just a nice place to be able to talk to a bunch of different people from around the country who had similar interests. It was uh, fun for me while it lasted. There's uh, a ton of people. I, I think I'm still connected to every single person in that group chat via social media or we still talk through text or on phones. So it, it was an awesome experience. And that's where I started my friendship with Cayman. He's always been a real dude, super supportive of everything that I've done. So when he started Strangle You, sent me the music early, I was really surprised at how good the band was. I, I was into it from the start. So I'm always down to support them. And he wanted to come on to talk about the new single that just dropped against your grain. So please boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title or, or whatever and search out against your grain by Strangle You. Such an awesome single from the upcoming EP that will be out later this year on Life and Death Brigade. Shout out Midwest Hardcore. So please strap in. This was a fun one. And without further ado, welcome Cayman Sale to the show. 
All right, and we're back. Welcome to the podcast, Cayman. How's it going? What's up, dude? It's going good. Kind of slow right now, like life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm little, obviously you and I are on video, so people listening. Sorry, but this uh, this facial hair you have going is that it seems new or? No, nah, I've had it for a while. Um, actually, even I mean, like at FYA, whenever we uh, finally met, I was I already had the facial hair going. It's funny how it happened. I never thought I wanted facial hair for some reason. And then I like let it grow out one time when I desperately needed a haircut. And I was like, I'll just get it all taken off at the same time. And my friend was like, dude, keep the facial hair next time. And so I grew it out and he was right. Uh, Everyone seems to like it more, including myself. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it seems like a natural fit for your your face. So uh, I I don't mind it. Occasionally I'll go for a mustache. Okay. Uh, but speaking of meeting you at FYA, I I looked to you, and uh, we, we used to be in a group chat together. Shout out to the the group chat, and I I still keep in contact with uh, some of the people in there. Shout out uh, Keith, um, I I miss Tyler, uh, but I'm just you know you being in the group chat with me, and um you're always like a really nice guy, and uh, you know always kept in touch. So I I think it's awesome that you know here we are today. Obviously, like I'm no longer in the group chat. But we're still friends, keeping in communication. You know, you'll check up on me every now and then. So I definitely appreciate that and appreciate you as a person. So thank you. Of course, dude. I don't, you know, I don't mind your green text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that seems to have been an issue. And you know what's funny is, um, uh, you know, at, at that point I had gotten an Android phone and then I went back to iPhone and it was so funny because some people w- would text me and they're oh, like, you're back to the blue bubble. And I'm like, yeah, I guess like it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I never really looked at it that way. To me, it was just a text message. It's not that big of a deal because like but like eventually I left iPhone again and I have, um, you know, an Android phone, but it's still like a you know really good phone. People like think I'm poor or whatever, but it's like, no, like a, it's still a really nice phone. It's just not what um, society thinks is, uh, you know, being like a rich phone or whatever, which is so weird to me. Yeah, well, you know, debatable. I do. Th- I think that people that are like Android users for any reason other than to save money, allegedly, which you're right, it's really not a money thing. But I think that they typically have bigger brains than us iPhone people. But that's just that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, you know, I'm a blue text kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like I've had people legit tell me like, hey, can you DM me? Because I don't want to see your green bubble. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, wow. <laughs> that feels like a personal attack. But sure, if, if that's how you want to communicate, that's fine. It, it's, that's <laughs> it's not that different. We're still having to go into like a, an app and, you know, text out whatever we want to say. So I'm like, that, sure. that's not a big deal. I, I don't take it too personal. It's just, uh, you know, it's just the digital <laughs> space. For sure, man. How you? Uh, how you been? COVID and all, dude. I I read it, or I was watching, uh, you know, like TikToks and stuff the other day, and, and some random, and I don't even know who it was, but some random guy was like, uh, "You can only like this if you made it through 2020 without getting COVID." And I was like, "Oh shit, that that was me," because like I've known plenty of people who've gotten it at this point. And I'm myself surprised that I haven't gotten it because I haven't stopped working and I'm constantly having to be around strangers. And I, I thought that I would uh, get it at some point. But yeah, and I'm uh, you know uh, thankful and uh, you know happy enough that I, I was able to make it through uh, just fine. And even uh, here, early January, still healthy. I'm never ha- or I haven't been sick. So uh, you know, just trying to just keep doing what I'm doing and pray that I stay healthy. For sure, dude. Um, I have to go out to people's house for work. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, they're not wearing a mask, but 
um it's it's whatever like i mean like i hate i hate seeing it I'm, i really hate seeing it out in like public like i mean i could obviously be offended but it's like i'm going into your house so i'm just gonna do my job and hopefully not get sick but um when i like I'll, i go to like i went to a gun shop um a few a few months ago and people were looking at me so weird and I'm like, I just, I know they're looking at me like, what's this libtard doing in the gun shop? You know, like, I know that's what they were thinking because uh-huh. no one had a mask on except for me. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I went to pick up, um, I have a roommate, um, my friend JC, and um, she has a kid, Lily. It's like my best friend in the world. But uh, I went to pick me and her up some food New Year's Eve at a, a bar down the road. They have really good food. I pull up and I'm walking in, I have my mask on and um, this guy like gives me the sup nod and he's like, nice mask. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, we're in a bar just saying, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just saying, now shut the fuck up. And he was, his to- his tone was just like, uh, uh, I- I'm sorry. Don't, don't mind me. I just, I've had a one too many to drink. And his like friends were like, yeah, yeah, please, please don't mind him. And I'm like, you know, buck up. <laughs> I'm like, now fuck off. Let me get my food and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're just in there to do your thing. You weren't trying to cause trouble. This guy's trying yeah, to like, I'm not even, if you're in the bar and like, I'm going in there to pick up food, I'm not going to look at you funny. I think you're stupid, but I'm just going to keep it to myself. But like, you know, don't fucking don't look at me like I'm the idiot. I'm, I'm curious because I, I follow you on uh, social media. Obviously, we're friends. And you're posting about having to go into a strip club the other day. Is that is that real? Or? Yeah, no, no, I really did. Um, but <clears throat> I mean, like, I'll either. So, like, obviously, that makes it sound hypocritical with what I was just saying. But um, no, I'll go in. I'll have my mask on and everything. Um, and there's a now my birthday, me and um, my friend Nadia, we went to um, a strip club that has um really fucking good food and you know we would have our mask off whenever we're like it's just me and her eating like Mm -hmm. when you know like excluded but you know i try to be conscious i mean dude for the most part georgia just like ignores like we throw most people here just like throw on a face mask and then like pretend it doesn't exist uh like the you know COVID itself as Mm -hmm. long as you have your face mask on i mean i don't know it sucks um for a lot of people obviously i just try to stay conscious and like have my mask on where i should obviously which is mostly everywhere i don't drive with my mask on though that's for sure i'm glad because <laughs> i feel like those people are just idiots and don't really understand like yeah. that's what kind of uh, like i laugh at when i see people driving with their masks on when it's just them in the car i'm like why are you driving mm-hmm. your mask on that's weird but then also when i see these people um with like gloves on and I'm just like, dude, you're like, I get you want to be safe, but you're wearing these gloves and you're touching everything, but you're not changing out the gloves. So it's like, you're kind of yeah. just like, you're the one who's spreading it with your damn gloves. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that, that just seems so backwards. But, uh, yeah. but, but uh, at the same time, like I, I try not to be like that asshole in the bar. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of just let people do what they want to feel safe. And at least they're trying versus like the people yeah, who, sure, who aren't sure. doing anything, uh, which is, that's what like, that's what, when I want to just start punching people in the face, when I just see people just not caring. Yeah. I just, the only people that really get under, um, that like, I guess grind my gears is just if you have your nose hanging out uh. and then if you're not wearing your mask, but like everyone else, like if you're, you know, whatever. And you know, like I see like a lot of people say shit, like, 
like around Halloween and then for New Year's was like, you know, fuck you if you're not at your house. And it's like, I, I get what they're saying, obviously, but it's like these same people are just like me where they're still hanging out with their friends specifically. So I'm mm. like, I mean, like you're saying that, but at the same time, what if, what if someone did go out for the night and they're just like hanging out with their friends specifically at their friend's house, which is like what they always do. Most people are still doing that, you know? But obviously, if they're saying if you're going to a part like a massive party, like I do understand that mm-hmm. when people are like mad at those people. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I'm just doing me as best as I can, you know, staying safe, giving customer or clients hand sanitizer whenever I'm in there and leaving and whatnot. But I don't know. What it's just a big debate. Yeah, and I've traveled through the pandemic. Like I uh, did a road trip. I went with it was me my buddy johnny and nate we went to uh to austin texas but we drove through california arizona new mexico into texas and and it was pretty interesting because um here in california it was closed then we get into arizona it was opened like when we got out to get gas and stuff people were like giving us those looks because we had our masks on we're like oh shit we're we didn't realize we were like in an open state so we like took it off and then we get to New Mexico, they're closed. And then we get to Texas and they're open. So we're just like, what the hell? This is like some weird like roller coaster that we're on. But it was also pretty like like eye-opening to see the rest of the country, like what they were like compared to what we have here back at home. Cause obviously we're here back home. We're uh, you know, watching like all the local news. We follow the local papers on like, you know, social media. And also like we, we do the national stuff, but just like what we can like immediately see. That's what we know. But when we were able to to travel and see what other places were like, and there were um, places, and, and in my opinion, there are places that have been doing things safe and uh, were able to stay open, which is uh, the way I think uh, we should have gone. And it, it was like kind of eye opening, and that's what kind of led me to be open to traveling to Orlando for my annual like Halloween trip, whatever people are. They're probably gonna be mad at that, but like, yeah, I, I went to Disney World, and it was also something I wanted to experience too, because. Uh, and hopefully in the rest of my lifetime, I, w- I won't have to experience another pandemic, but I wanted to see what Disney World was like, because here at home, Disneyland has been closed since March, which is, uh, you know, like a big blow to the the whole economy out here, um, you know, for the city of Anaheim, where I live. Uh, so many people that, that I know personally have lost jobs and their lives have been affected like negatively for the park being closed. So it's not just about wanting to go and have fun. It's like, you know, there's like other issues at hand, but just being able to go to Florida and see that they are able to run a big theme park like that and do it safe. And then to realize that it is just some weird like stuff going on behind the scenes politically on why those parks are still being closed today. It's not really based on real data. They don't want to listen to the science that Disney has provided. So it's just like this, this is this whole weird thing. And I, I, and I fucking hate it. It's just, it's starting to really suck living here at some points. Yeah, Zach. Zach said it's uh, Zach Mans. He's he said it's getting uh, it's pretty bad out there right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all got like a corrupt like, I mean, which all politicians are corrupt anyways. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just it sounds like it's getting really bad out there. I mean, obviously, like I just said, from what he said and what you just said. Yeah. So. Shout out Zach Mans. I I hope he's doing uh, good out there because yeah, because like what when I think about 
uh, you know, my friends, like, obviously, like, I, I still like, like a lot of people, but I, I can't keep up with everybody, like, you know, all the time. So, uh, obviously, like, w when people are active on social media, I, I, I can kind of see, like, okay, I, I guess they're not doing too bad from, like, my perspective since they're, like, out doing, like, you know, looks like fun stuff. So, um, I've, I've noticed that he's been posting less. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's, uh, you know, doing all uh, right. He's good. We, um, we have, we have a group chat that um oh I mean, me and him text off to the side all the time anyways mm -hmm. but uh for the most part group chats where everyone goes to to you know obviously but uh we have one with it's um my old band full measures um his old band refocus and watchdogs from richmond mm -hmm. if you knew them um but yeah we all like went on uh run together a long time ago and we just we've had that group chat ever since and we all talk in there pretty frequently and we're just I don't know, bullshitting like anywhere. Um, yeah, I think I don't. I mean, I don't want to put his business out there, but I think he's moving back here or this way in like a year, um, or probably a little less. I don't know. Hopefully, he is because mm -hmm. I fucking miss seeing him all the time. Because we lived like four hours away from each other when he lived over this way, but we saw each other every couple months. It seemed like. Yeah, no. and that's way more manageable than uh, you know him being across the country. Yeah, which I mean, shit. My mom uh, lives out in Phoenix, Arizona, for her second time within the past few years, and um, so it's like I mean, I'll have to, I need to go out there one to two times every year here, starting soon to see her. Which, with that being said, I was going to do a road trip um, next month, but political ads. Uh, hog all the airspace so or the airtime or whatever um here so my company the company i work for it doesn't have a whole lot of ads um on tv right now so we're business has been pretty slow not even because of covid just because of um the po politics and um once everything's done which is i think on january 5th um i think after that ads will start picking up for us which means work will be picking up which means more money and then I can hopefully go on my little road trip. But I think I'm going to have to see my mom before then because I promised her, you know, got to go see my mama. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, have you ever been out this way before to Phoenix? No. The furthest I've ever been was Texas a long time ago. Um, but, you know, I'm going to get out there this year for sure. Well, it's the only thing I know about Phoenix is it's just really hot. Yeah, my mom says uh, Satan controls the. <laughs> she's pretty funny. Good old Satan, uh, damn. Old Satan. But uh, you don't like Satan, but I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one last thing on Zach Mans, I I, I hope um you know if, if he does move back, uh, I I hope he enjoyed his time out here in California because I remember when I first met him in person. I wanted to try to make him feel like, you know, welcomed, even though uh, I, I live in Orange County. He lives in L.A. I, I just wanted to know that he at least had a friend down down here, you know? Yeah, for sure. He he definitely he liked you uh, or does like you, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he great fucking dude. Um, I know it was cool. You know, he moved and then joined that band. What Sweet Soul? Yeah, Sweet Soul. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like he made it his own and I thought that was fucking sick and he was doing really good. He still is. He's just, I think he's already ready to head out. I don't know, but that, you know, that's his business. I'm on. I only know so many details. Yeah, for sure. It's all good. Um, but uh, speaking about bands, obviously you, uh, sing for a band called strangle you, which is super awesome. And you guys, uh, got to play LDB, right? 
highlight of my fucking year. Not kidding. And which is crazy to think about too, because that was the last major hardcore festival to happen. Uh, you, you think about that year, um, last year, the the lineups were already you know being set. Like at that point, United Blood had already been announced. Yeah. Sound and Fury um, had announced dates. They were gearing up to make an announcement, and then obviously uh, all the fests had to pull the plug because of the pandemic. But if if you can remember, what was that whole weekend like for you? Which um, which looked awesome. I was super bummed that I couldn't go because I seriously tried so hard to get tickets, but they kept selling out. But then by the time I was able to buy one, I couldn't get time off of work, so it was just like a big shit show for me. And I was really sad that I couldn't make it. Yeah, well, it was my first time going. Um, I was going regardless on us playing because at first we weren't even supposed to play. We were gonna, we were, I think we were for sure gonna play this year, which obviously is probably not happening mm-hmm. um but um you know the, this show was already or this fest was already booked but our friends in stepping stone had a drop and so we got to take their spot i was you know obviously bummed for them happy for you know me myself and my band uh i would still rather have had them there though that would have been so cool just to see them they played our first show first two shows which was Atlanta and Tulsa. It was when they were on a tour with Peace of Mind, rest in peace. And, um, but yeah, so I was looking forward to seeing them, didn't get to, but we got added. So, you know, I took advantage of that and I was very grateful for it. Very grateful that we were the ones to be added, right? I mean, any other band could have been. So I was really happy. It was awesome. Yeah. And I, I seen some of that footage online, which I thought was cool. So to, to be able to, uh, see you guys in that setting and you know kids being into it and you guys sounding good on stage I, I i thought it was really awesome yeah that was um that blew my mind um i have always wanted to front a band and um i never thought that the first band i'd front was a band that was actually this good and i mean i'm only saying that because i don't write the music mm-hmm. if i wrote the music i would probably think it sucks but i don't write the music um Originally, uh, everything you've heard so far and everything you're about to hear in the next uh, however many months um, was written by my good friend Josh, who was in my first band. He was in another one we had called Malicious Wounding. Um, And he's also one of the two guitarists in Living in Fear, if you've heard that band. Uh Yeah, Living in Fear is a good band. So if you haven't heard them, you should definitely check them out. But anyways... I'm uh, curious. I'm trying to uh, remember last time we talked, uh, I'm not sure if the, the lineup was super stable. Cause I know you guys were sharing members with other bands and living across different States. Is that still the case? Or did you guys find people more yeah. local? Um, this band's always going to be like, you know, it's going to be like Cayman with a bindle, you know, I'm just going to be like walking around with that band, seeing who can fill in. Um, Jacob Scott is, and drew um, little drew. Uh, they're, peace of mind in Oklahoma. And then also there's Skylar in Oklahoma. I don't, honestly, I won't lie to you, dude. I don't know who's in the band and who's not right now, but, (laughs) (laughs) but Jacob, and even though Jacob's never written a single riff for the band, he's Mm -hmm. like, he, he's the one that gets the, the recordings like mastered and everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, he's, he lives out in Oklahoma if I didn't make that clear, but yeah, um, it's me and him for sure. And then Josh, who wrote everything, he wanted to step away just because he wanted to uh, focus on something else he's working on that I may or not be drumming for. I just can't really talk about it right now. It's a big secret. But uh, uh, he just didn't feel like writing for it anymore. But that's fine. I mean, he wrote everything from this point on. And we have 
one of our many other guitarists um, out here, a dude named Jordan. He's um, not so much young, but he's younger than us, and he's pretty ecstatic on writing music. And he wrote one of the songs that's going to be on our upcoming uh, EP, and it sounds just like Strangle You was supposed to sound. So I'm looking forward to sitting down, me and him, to write more stuff in the future. And speaking of uh, new stuff for Strangle You, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe by the time this this episode gets posted, so by the time people are listening to this, your guys' new single should be out against. Your- yeah, no, it'll, it'll be out tomorrow, January fourth. Okay, so he did not write that. Josh wrote that. Um, Jordan just wrote one of the songs that will be on this upcoming EP, mm-hmm. which I don't know when that'll be heard. Hopefully, first half of the year, but it could be next half. Who knows? Yeah, and, and the single that you're putting out is titled "Against Your Green." Yeah, thank you for getting that right. Most people assume I'm I, I meant to say against the grain, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I just read it the way that it, it was sent to me. So obviously, like, I'm not going to try to correct, you know, the artist. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, thank you for presenting it to me. I, I, I thought it was awesome. I've always been a fan of uh, Strangle You, and I'm always impressed because when I um listen to the band and I, I, I think about you and you know, you always wanted to, to front a band, and it sounds like. Yeah, and I'm not just saying this is here, but it, it just sounds like you're a natural at it, which is like you know kind of surprising because this is like your, your your first go at it, and from like uh, the early recordings to even to this, you've um, you've been really consistent, and it actually sounds good. So I'm I'm, I'm really impressed, and I, I do like the new song, but um, uh, I, I I wanted I want you to talk about the new song, but um, but also you mentioned uh, that we could get the EP, the, the rest of the EP, maybe the first half of the year or the last half of the year. And I'm, I'm just curious if you can speak on it, why it's like so up in the air, like why isn't there like a solid like window or release date yet since you're releasing this single coming out? Well, dude, I feel like first off, I, I'm glad we, we were, we had this single like written, we've had the whole thing written for basically since May. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yo, I don't know how long this thing's going to last the pandemic, but I don't want to drop this. And then it's forgotten about cause we're not playing anything mm-hmm. uh, right now. And, uh, so, you know, we slept on it for a little bit. Then I was like, okay, I at least want to drop a single and against your grains, my personal favorite. So I just was, I just made sure Jacob was cool with that being the one. So when he said he was down for it, um, I got the drums recorded with Chris Rennie out in on Long Island. Do not say right. in Long Island. Uh, and um, then we've been sitting on that for a minute because Jacob's just, he's like me. He's just so tired after work. Uh-huh. So it, I don't know. We just finally decided, okay, January 4th, let's, let's have it ready then. Just, I don't know. You know, it's always up in the air and that's that. I'm real curious. I had no idea that you had relationships with uh, Chris Rini. I, I'm a huge fan of him and uh, the work that he's done and the bands that he's in. So I'm curious, like, how, how do you know him? Uh, so my old band, Full Measures, played on Long Island a long time ago with Jab. Uh-huh. And um, I forget what other bands. Uh, Draw the Line? Or is it Drawing the Line? Uh, Draw the Line. Draw the Line, yeah. And uh met all of them. And I just, I really fucked with um, Chris and Matt also in jab um which man there's two mats uh oh shit front man i don't know his last name spitaro spitaro sorry yeah i love him though (laughs) today i just i don't i never i look at a last name like that and i'm like uh 
Yeah. Well, well, I had to learn because I called um, both Matt's Matt, but they're like, oh, no, that's Testa, and then that's Spitaro. I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I get it. You guys don't go by your first names. Well, so Sal from uh, Reign of Salvation mm-hmm. uh, was originally going to be one of the two drummers because my thing is, like, this band, if if it's going to be people from other parts of the country, I need to have a backup in case someone has to bail. Yeah. I guess that's good anyways. So it was originally going to be Sal, and then he just got too busy. And he was going to record the drums with Chris, um, and he couldn't. He was like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I can't right now. He just joined uh, CU Space Cowboy, mm-hmm. I believe, at that time. So understandably enough, he was too busy. So I hit up Chris like, hey, would you, instead of recording Sal, he will not be able to, will you record yourself doing the drums? And so he's done it for any release you've heard of ours. He's He's on the drums. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm hoping there's a day where we get to play a show with him on the drums. I'm sure there will be. That's awesome. I have no idea. You know, I've talked to Chris Reed's been on the podcast twice because he was on when I, I, I talked to him about Jab, and then he came on when I, I did the Pain and Truth podcast. And I had no idea that he drummed for the Stringle You stuff because I would totally love to talk about that. That's that's awesome yeah, to hear. Uh, it's worth mentioning, but you know, it's not his band, so it's not his pride and joy, understandably. Mm-hmm. But I love him because he will. I love him anyways, but <laughs> I. I greatly appreciate him because he will come through with this. Like I'm going to pay him when I, I wouldn't dare ask him to do it for free. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of it. I don't really have to pay for too much for this band merch and then him to record drums with Cause you know, that's like he records for a living. Yeah. Might as well pay him that plus a little extra to be the drummer on it. Um, it just makes sense to me. Um, uh, so I, you know, like I know how much he's going to charge me for the EP and so I don't have that money right this second. So I'll get him to record them soon enough. But he could have went ahead and recorded the whole thing. And I probably could have paid for it. But I just wanted to focus on the single. And it was cheaper for me at that moment anyway. Yeah. So you know, I'm just chilling on blueprints right now for the rest of it. But I can't wait to record it all. That's for sure. But I'm curious uh, about the single uh, Against Your Grain. You said that was like the song you wanted to, to, to be the single. Can you talk about why you wanted it to be that one over the others? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's not, um, the most personal song I've written, okay. even for this EP, the most personal song I've written is one called never whole. I can't wait for people to hear that, but it just, um, against your grain is just, it just, I don't know. It puts a lot of shine on how like angry I am and how like out of step I feel with like everyone, even people in hardcore and i think that's ultimately like i can cut the bullshit and chalk it up to just like that's just me being like socially awkward and i only know how to carry a conversation so long (laughs) but um i don't know dude i just i really love what i wrote for that song because um i don't know um i think rhyming's important important and i always make sure to rhyme but it's like I busted my ass on that song, not to make sure it was just all about rhymes, obviously, but to make sure what I'm saying is still on point from uh, the start to finish. And I don't know. That's just the one. I'm just really excited for people to hear it. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm curious, obviously, we're uh, doing this before the single is actually out. Is or will the lyrics be up with the song so people are able to read along and get like a better um, you know, uh, grasp on the song when it comes to the lyrics? Yeah, I when I first got into hardcore, I was young and um, I was I wasn't like I was like a freshman in high school, and um, I remember hearing like 
this I had this mixed CD of like kids like us, Shipwreck, you know the score, Have Heart. And when it got to Watch Me Rise from Half Heart, it was just like insanely loud. And I was like, shit. And it like, like I had, a, I like turned it down, but it made me like listen to that song specifically a little harder. And then I was just like, oh my God, these lyrics are so intense. So ever since then, I just, for me, like lyrics were like a big deal, especially in hardcore <clears throat> and hardcore, my voice cracked, because um, it's like the sound and the lyrics together, like really, uh, get the point across i think and so i want to make sure whoever gives a shit actually pays attention to my lyrics i don't think i have anything groundbreaking to say by any chance or by any um whatever the word was i was going for (laughs) but um i just even though it's nothing groundbreaking it's like it's whenever i can't afford to go to therapy like you know i don't know it's just like that's my heart i want people fucking hear it (laughs) that's that (laughs) Yeah, and to be honest, you, you never really know how your words are going to affect people because what you may think might not be, you know, groundbreaking or you know super meaningful, you know, could mean the world to somebody else. Just depends on you know who's listening to it, you know. Yeah, that too. Um, and I guess that's part of why because I, when I was young, I looked at it like it was some like the 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 bond that I had with a song, like however it connected, I connected with it. It would, um, to me, it felt like mad supernatural, as dorky as that sounds. Uh, so I just, I mean, yeah, I hope, I hope some kid that's, you know, battling some shit at home, uh, whether a, a kid or a fucking adult, I mean, I hope they hear it and they're like, I feel that same fucking way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially because I, I really, a lot of times, like, or specifically against your grain, like, I'm writing from a place where I'm convinced I'm the only person that feels that way. I really hope that's not the case. You know, I, I hope, you know, everyone's pain that's whenever they talk about their pain, it's like everyone says like they can relate to it. I hope that someone actually connects with it uh, as true as I do, if that makes sense and doesn't sound stupid. It no. probably sounds stupid. No, no, no you're, you're, you're totally fine. Going back to, to, to your song. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I think it's awesome when people actually care uh, about their lyrics because uh, for me listening to, to, to music, I've always wanted to kind of see what message, or even if there was a message, because you know, sometimes people just write songs to, to, to write songs. But when you dig a little deeper and find out that people are actually putting their heart and soul into this and trying to convey a message, I, I think it's like super awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what it's about, or at least partially about. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super, I, I, I get really stoked whenever I, I, I've seen people like before, like quote, like my band when they share it or something. And, uh, and like, I know like one time we played um, Birmingham, this was actually right after LDB. It was like actually right before COVID, uh, you know, like the lockdowns happened. Mm-hmm. It was one of our last shows. Um, I remember like, I try not to preach too much, but you know, I gave like, my feelings on um what the song professional victim is about if you heard that from our ep and demo and um someone came up to me afterwards and they said that they really fuck with what i had to say about that song and it was someone that i can tell like never heard us before but that was like their first time hearing it so me explaining it before playing it they paid attention to that song after that and so to know that they carried that out with them like that night was just badass to me. 
Yeah, it's a trip when it was like like it was like way cooler than like Hey Six Set, you know. Which mm-hmm. obviously like I'm I'm so grateful for anything. If someone came up to me and was like Six Set, dude, I would I would honestly appreciate it. But to hear yo, I really like what you said. It's way fucking cooler to me, especially someone that can barely form a sentence on the fly. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, most of the time uh, people say that and sometimes, uh, you know, they could mean success or maybe they just uh, say that because they think that's what you want to hear. But when people come up to you and they actually want to talk to you and tell you like how they actually feel, I, I feel like that's super awesome because uh, just to have that that connection, because for for me, whenever I, I talk to anybody about the podcast and when like somebody will message me and be like, hey, like, I really like this episode because, you know, whatever reason I was like, oh, shit, like, like it still blows my mind that people care enough to, to listen and then reach out and, you know, just show me that respect. I, th- I think it's super awesome. And, and like for me just to be able to talk to somebody and uh, know that I was able to get them through their work day or just whatever, it, it, it's just, it's crazy and, and cool to, to hear versus like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, great set or great episode. It's just like, okay, cool. But like in my mind, I was like, like, can we go a little deeper? Like, why was it good for you? Like, what'd you like about it? Like, well, let's talk, you know, cause I, I, I love talking. I, I could talk forever, you know? Yeah, man, you you're I always have fun having conversations with you, um, podcast or not. Yeah, um, I I agree with them. Whoever you're talking about, or I guess that's just in general. Like, I don't listen to podcasts constantly, but there'll be a time where I'm like, I haven't listened to Jamie's podcast in a while. Let me go check that out. Well, because um, I watch you know or listen to a bunch of YouTube channels. It basically like podcasts uh, mm-hmm. talking about certain things I'm into, and once I'm all caught up on those, I'm like now what you know i can listen to music and obviously i do but then there's times where i just feel like listening to someone fucking chit chat and so i'll just go and uh check out like whenever you do um interviews with no shit i was just listening to you and scott vogel and that was a really good one i'm not even finished with it i'm almost through with it but i don't know it's just uh for whatever reason i like hearing it yeah no i i definitely appreciate that um but Going back to the the EP, was it was a reason you guys decided to go with uh, an EP versus trying to do a, a full length? Um, no, uh, we just, I mean, I guess I think short, sweet, and to the point sounds good for now. I mm-hmm. guess um, I'm sure there will be a point where I'll do an LP, but um, I don't know. Just we said seven tracks sounds nice. Originally, it was going to be six, but um, we. I had an idea for the intro, which because we haven't written one yet. Um, and then also we have um, an interlude kind of. I mean, it's got lyrics, but like I'm not the person doing the vocals, mm-hmm. even though I wrote the lyrics. So I was just like, let's stretch it to seven tracks. But yeah, originally it was going to be like six. And are you able uh, to speak on it? Are, are there any label interests? Are you guys self-releasing? uh ldb records uh tyler inclinations vocalist um which is also ldb records he came up to me after our set we've already talked about the band before because we're acquaintances but um he never like hit me up once it dropped or anything to tell me it was sick but he saw us live and he came up and he was like who's putting out your record your next record i was like uh no one yet anyways and he's like let me put it out. And I'm like, please, like I've never ever had a band have something come out on a label. I mean, like my band full measures had like a three song uh, tape come out on a local label, but um, 
uh, I mean, like we paid for it. It was just like, it was cool that it was our friend's label at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that it's just, there's a different feeling when it's like someone you're not like, you know, like homies within the same state, just saying like, I want to put money into your band. It just, it just feels nice. Yeah. And I'm sure that that was probably some awesome, uh, you know, validation, like, you know, him coming up after your set and wanting and just like coming at you like that, you know, not waiting to, to you guys got home and message you. He wanted to have that face to face and just yeah. present it to you that way. I, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and we, we talked on the, we, it's been like months and months and months are, you know, going by and we have everything written. Um, the single is like, Jacob's about to get to mastering it at that time. I hit him up. I was like, Hey man, we you still want to put out the record. I know times are weird right now, but you know, no rush. I just want to know because we're actually going to get ready to release a single somewhat soon and wanted to um, announce it under, you know, LDB records. If you guys are cool with that. And then he's like, yeah, man, I, when I get off work tonight, let's talk. So, cause I texted him that first. I don't know if I said that, but, um, and we chatted for a while and I was like mad hyped and he was like just mad comfortable uh, knowing that I'm going to take it seriously. And he like I, I had to like calm down because I was trying to like over talk about it because I was just like, I don't know, man, I'm so bored right now. Like work is slow because of political ads. So, I mean, I'm grateful that I, I'm not struggling the way most people are with mm-hmm. because of COVID. But it's like so I'm just I'm sitting here on a slow day. And I'm like, man, fuck, like, I want to do something. I want to talk about something. And, and if, if I talk about my band, I feel like I'm going to be punishing whoever I'm talking to. So I was like talking to him about it. And he's like, just real laid back about it. And I don't know. I'm just very grateful for Tyler. Shout out, Tyler. Yeah, no, shout out to Tyler. Shout out Inclination. Shout out Midwest Hardcore. Shout out LDB. They got, um, you know, cool stuff cooking over there. Um, When when I look at uh, their label and the bands they're putting out i'm like you know definitely keep an eye on them and i like what they've been doing so i'm stoked to hear that you guys are you know teaming up with them to put out your next record i'm I'm super stoked on that partnership me too man i i think i think the midwest deserves a lot more love than it's gotten but clearly after this year ldb people people you know finally like accepted putting them on the map so to speak not necessarily the record label i'm not talking about that just that area in general. And so I don't know, it's just really cool to watch them thrive. And when all this is over, I'm sure they're going to continue doing that, uh, that fest, that area and the label. Yeah. I, I just feel like that scene has just become like undeniable. You, you think about when they were doing the fest, when it was Midwest blood and, and, you know, people were still kind of overlooking that whole uh, area and bands coming out of there. But uh, them loving hardcore so much and wanting to put on for their area, they never stopped. And that's something that I can respect because now you look at them and you see like, uh, you know, coming out of uh, the Midwest is knock loose. One of the biggest yeah, bands knock loose is one of the biggest fucking bands. And yeah. guess where they're from the Midwest. Yeah. And, and, and not even like just like one of the biggest bands, the music's actually good. And I, I know people like hate them and it's cool to hate them, whatever, but I enjoy their music. I, I think they're a solid band. So, um, so just, just on top of being like, like one of the biggest bands, they actually put out quality stuff and talented musicians. So just to see like a band like that come out of an area that, um, you know, like wasn't like super popular, like one in like, you know, like one of the coastal scenes or, yeah. or whatever, but they just worked hard and kept at it and they were able to build something super awesome. And now I feel like LDB, well, not even now, but it's been like a, a destination fest because you look at some of the last, you know, the past couple of years that fest has been putting on crazy lineups, you know, awesome bands traveling out there and just seeing it grow 
um, you know, through watching Steven's video, Steven one nine seven media, it, it's it's awesome. So I'm I'm stoked and hope uh, you know by now people are definitely paying attention to the Midwest. Definitely. Speaking of Knock Loose, their fucking record uh, release uh, a while back that that lineup was insane. And and you know, like you you're saying, like people act like it, they're too cool to like that band. They're not a hardcore band. Yada yada, all that goofy shit. Um, I mean, no matter how big that band gets, like they're clearly gonna put on for hardcore before anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that that record release, they could have made that lineup some huge like corporate corporated like looking lineup if that makes sense just all these like massive bands that aren't even hardcore they could have done something like that but they that that record release line uh that lineup was just it was a grade a hardcore show yeah i was looking to I see remember every band that was on it but i just remember looking at the flyer and i was just my mind was blown yeah. you sure what indecision was on it yeah indecision karma uh mind force yeah um yeah super super awesome and and just to get yeah and, and to get some of those bands uh or in front of those kids because like obviously knock loose um they have the hardcore audience but then they also uh, you know have a different reach as well so to, to to put some of those bands like karma in front of like a room full of kids that uh you know half of them probably would have gone to karma show but the other half probably never even heard of karma but just to get them in front of those new eyes and ears i i think it was super awesome and and it is a true testament to to that band like yeah they're they're bigger but they definitely don't forget their roots and where they came from yeah exactly it's like terror i mean shit turnstile yeah and turnstile that band is is dude i went and saw that band at coachella which is <laughs> what that's I, so crazy that you went to the coachella uh set that's insane like i would i would have loved to have been there it was it was awesome like sh- shout out to my buddy nate for um for, for getting me in there um but like uh, just just being there i was like okay because like i remember seeing turnstile at their first show in California at Aladdin junior. And that place was packed. And, and, and at that time, and I've talked about this before, but at that time I didn't really know like the temperature for uh turnstile. Cause I wasn't sure if people were in tune or if uh, people um, were just getting into them. Cause it was their first time coming to the West coast. But that night in Aladdin junior, when they started playing and everybody in the room was singing along, people were like fighting to get to the front. Everybody was like just participating. I was like, Holy shit this is a special moment. This band is definitely going to be something in the future because to get a reaction like that, uh, from so many people is, it doesn't happen every day. So to, to, to experience that, to, to know that they're going to be something special and then to finally see them on that big stage at Coachella, like at this crazy festival, I was like, wow, this is, this is so sick. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. And, and I also saw a turnover the following day as well. So I was there the whole weekend. Um, great, great times, but I um, yeah, I, I love when these bands get bigger and they still put on four hardcore bands, like, you know, also code orange, shout out code orange. They're like, what now they're two times like nominated for the Grammys, which is wild and cool. They, they, they deserve it. And That's then, also one of the biggest bands like of right now, for sure. I mean, those bands are getting, it's like crazy to think like hardcore paying the bills <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. It's, it's wild. Like, you know, happy for all of those bands for sure. Yeah, uh, want to go back and ask you about um, your, your your time at FYA because like obviously like w- when I met you in person it was uh, very brief because you're with your friends so I didn't want to like you know intrude obviously I, I but I had to go say hi because um, I know. was glad you did yeah because I don't even remember who I was talking to that's how I'm more <laughs> stoked I was to see you um, 
Hold on, sorry. I got this sensor and my lights just turned off. No problem. I, I thought you were haunted. Um, we're on video and all of Cayman's lights just turned off. Yes. Um, um, yeah, no, that, that was good. That that weekend was good. I, I love um, going to Tampa every year for FYA or every year that I can. I've missed um i missed like the first two or three okay it was first two i don't recall but um then went two or three years in a row and then i missed one but yeah no i i fucking i really like going down there um it's a great time um hope to play fy one day to be honest that would be sick but regardless going to tampa in general school good food good coffee that's my thing and for you to travel down to tampa is it uh, like a, a a plane ride or are you driving down there um i drove almost everywhere it's pretty rare that i fly but um yeah i i drove um it's like eight hours maybe maybe seven damn that i guess like obviously i've been on like longer road trips but just to think about that and did you go by yourself or do you pile in with some friends from your area um i actually normally want to drive alone if i can oh wow okay yeah no i i did go by myself that year um, I mean, I met up with people, but yeah, I love driving alone. Like, I don't mind driving alone because that means I, I get to listen to the music that I want to listen to. I get to listen to the podcast that I want to. But it, my thing is, like, I feel like I would just get tired and I, I wouldn't want to have to stop because I'm tired. So I'm yeah, awesome. I like stopping, though. I don't I don't know why. I'm so weird. I, I like like sleeping at like, you know, rest stops. I don't know why that's something you like doing, but I like mm. doing it. I don't, I don't get me at all, but yeah, dude, um, just something that's just like, I feel mad disconnected whenever, obviously being at a fest, I feel disconnected anyway, but I get to disconnect from everything on that drive. Um, like every single thing include like the fest, the fucking, you know, work, just a moment where I'm by myself and not dealing with any responsibilities other than, you know, staying in my lane. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's kind of like therapeutic <sighs> in a sense. Yeah. You could say that. I guess so. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was excited for that fucking road trip. I was going to do in February. I'm still going to make it happen. I just can't until like maybe March, hopefully no later than March, honestly, but I was going to drive all the way up to like Wisconsin and then down, all the way to Texas and then o- over to my mom and then back home. I was going to stop in new Orleans on my way back home. But, um, uh, I just couldn't because the political ads made work so slow. I wasn't making any money mm-hmm. and I just want to play it smart, not open up a credit card to make it work. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And you're, you're, you're doing the right thing and not just kind of putting yourself in debt when you don't have to. Yeah. I can push it back. Why not? You know? But um, yeah, that that drive will be fun. I mean, I'll obviously see people in just about every stop I make, but um, just driving and driving and driving. It's funny. I do it for work, so you would think I hate it, but I don't know. Like, I'll you know, friends will be like, "Oh, it's like thirty minutes away," like you know, something, and I'm like, "So I do that shit constantly for work," and you know, then the thought of driving to fucking south carolina north carolina just something that's like a couple hours away it doesn't bother me so yeah i'm the opposite i drive for work and well i don't like drive the whole time but i I had to like travel between locations and when i'm off of work that's the last thing i want to do is i don't i don't want to deal with traffic uh i I don't want to drive anywhere i I just want to be able to do everything and then just get home and just chill out 
I mean, you know, I get it. I used to hate driving um, at one point. Uh, and then just one day I was like, damn, dude, I really like this feeling of being all by myself. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did get into this weird rabbit hole where I just liked getting everything delivered to me. I was like, oh, I was like, I just have to pay just a little extra and I don't have to get in my car and go somewhere. But then, uh, you know, you start ordering everything from the Internet. It, it becomes way more expensive than it has to be. So I was like, you know what? I need to stop being a piece of crap and just get in my car and just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I, I still do that um, like a, a occasionally. But for the most part now, like I'll just uh, hop in the car and just go. Get, yeah, go- I- I won't do it if I'm by myself. I won't order like Grubhub or things like that. Um, Uber Eats. I don't do any of that. But if like I'm with friends and I'm like, yo, let's let's go grab some food and bring it back. They're like, let's just order it. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And then, I mean, I never hate it. Mm-hmm. So, but I just never do it on my own. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely uh, do it sometimes. Like I actually did it last night because I, I was too busy playing um apex with some homies and i was like damn it i like everybody's online we, we, had, we had a good squad so i didn't want to jump off and i ruined the vibe so i was like fuck it i was like i'm just gonna order food so i don't have to leave we just keep the street going yeah for sure but i'm curious uh on christmas uh wonder woman came out i'm not sure if you've seen it yet um i'm not into uh much dc i'm okay. really looking forward to the new batman Okay. Um, with Robert Pattinson, that's going to be awesome. Um, but I'm not going to watch things like Wonder Woman. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I just, it's like, it's like Star Wars. I could get into it and I'm sure I would love it. I just don't want to make the time for it. Okay. That's really fair. Yeah. I was like a little like reluctant because I was just like, it, I, I, I cherish my time. So I was like, okay, this movie is like two and a half hours and I hope it's as good as they're selling me. And I, I watched it and it wasn't like the worst thing. Like I've definitely seen worse movies, but it wasn't as good as I, as, as I was hoped it to be. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the first one. It wasn't the best superhero movie, but the, I feel like the second one was like a step down from the first one, which was like kind of like surprising to me. Cause I was like, wow, like they had this like formula for the first one. It worked. And like, obviously they don't have to follow it every time, but it's like, I feel like they know what can work and what doesn't, but they just wanted this weird direction for the second film. And I just was like, wow, I, I feel like it was just like missed. And I, I, I didn't enjoy it. Like I will, like I will never watch it again by choice. Like if, if it's on or somebody wants to watch it, sure. Like I'll, I'll sit there, but it's like, it's never right. anything that I'm going right. to tune in for. Yeah. That's a bummer. Whenever they didn't get the story you were rooting for. Right. It's always a bummer for sure. Um, the la- I don't know if you play, you're not a PlayStation dude, are you? Uh, I I got a PlayStation Five. Okay, oh, fuck you. I'm so jealous. I'm getting one soon, but yeah. they're just out of stock. Unless you want to spend like two grand. Yeah, it's not uh, nice. But the the Last of Us Part Two. I mean, people loved it and people hated it because mm-hmm. they just didn't like the formula. I fucking loved it. Um, I played it like five times. Um, it it was it was one of the like the saddest stories ever and i love that shit the sadder the better make me feel like shit and that's my entertainment you know uh people hated it people are not a fan if they're not a fan it's just if it misses certain beats you know people get really let down so it's a bummer for you that you were let down i'm curious so 
the last of us two, there was like big drama before the game came out. I know one of like the, the employees was like, you know, disgruntled and like leaked like a bunch of stuff. Um, did you pay attention to any of that leading up to it or did you just ignore it? Cause you don't want it to kind of ruin mm-hmm. your, I, I would just shrug my shoulders like, and hey, whatever, I'm sure it's nothing that's going to stop me from liking the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember like hearing, um, you know, one of the main characters die and I was like, I was like, ah, la, 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 like, and then uh, whenever it came, I was still surprised because I just, I don't know, but, uh, nah, dude, I just ignore that stuff. Uh, doesn't really bother me as long as the game comes out, you know, and it did. So I find it uh, interesting. You said um, you want it to make you feel like shit for your entertainment. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that's how I feel going into like these like Korean dramas that I've like been watching lately on Netflix and uh, like, like the first one that, that I started was this one called startup. And, okay. and I was just so surprised at how emotional it made me feel for every episode. Like, like I didn't think I would like, you know, uh, you know, like feel that for every episode because like, you know, obviously like most of the times, like they're building up to this one like major moment where it's like, holy shit, you know, like they finally got together or they finally kissed or whatever. But like, it's just like this show is able to like, you know, tug on your heartstrings at every fucking corner. And I was like, damn, like, is this just because like this year has been rough and, you know, we've been going through the pandemic. I haven't seen like a whole lot of people. And these are just like weird, like, you know, emotions that I've just kind of tucked away. Or is this just like the show just really knew how to do it to me, but it was like, like I had to like mentally prep for like every episode, like shit, am I going to have to feel this way again? And it was like, yeah, all 16 episodes. I was like, God damn, they, they knew how to get me. And it was, it was rough. And I'm like hesitant to like watch it again. Cause like, I don't know if I'm ready for that shit. And what is this? It's this, uh, uh original Netflix, uh, Korean drama called startup. Okay. Startup. Yeah. I'll check that out. That sounds cool. I mean, you know, if I can feel like shit, I want to watch it. <laughs> Speaking of, um korean films uh is parasite a korean yes. film? Mm-hmm. okay yeah i haven't seen that now I, I know i should i know what's on my alley and mm-hmm. everyone's like you gotta watch it and it's not i haven't not watched it because of like you know subtitle shit i don't mind that i i loved uh train to busan have you seen that oh yes i have that i, I haven't dude. seen the second one yet i can't wait i don't know where to see it but dude i i, I woke up one morning and I, I, I thought it'd be a good idea to watch that movie. And I was like, God, this movie's so fucked. Like, it, but man, yeah. Yeah. Do that. So do when people, people knock like zo- all zombie stories and, and movies and shows and stuff. I'm like, I mean, dude, it just depends. I mean, for real. Cause it's not so much the zombies felt like the man versus man shit most of the time, but train to Busan was, that was one of the best zombie stories there could be. I mean, straight up, dude, it was really good. I, I was watching it, thinking like, "Wow, that could totally be us." Because like, literally, they woke up one morning like it was a normal day, and then that shit spread so fast. And I was like, "That yeah. that that seemed like 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 too real." Like, like I, I didn't watch that and have to like, you know, suspend like, like, you know, my belief for a minute or, you know, remember that I was like watching a movie. Like I was watching that thing like, holy shit, that's exactly how it would play out if it, you know, happened in like our world. Yeah. If it were like those super fast zombies for sure. I would, I would definitely hope for some walking dead type of zombies if uh, we had it uh, in a zombie apocalypse for sure. But um I almost feel like you gotta be a real dumbass to get killed by a zombie that fucking walks and doesn't run ever. 
For sure. Like, put me in Resident Evil. Put me in The Walking Dead. I'm fucking good. I'm a. I'm gonna be a leader. I'm gonna fuck that shit up. Or you know, but you think about like you know a World War Z or like Zombie Land or. Um, yeah, I'm fucked, dude. Like, I hate cardio. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's gonna be a little more challenging, but. Um, but it's crazy. I you know the zombie apocalypse. If. Because you think about it, like if that shit breaks out, it's like okay, cool. Like we don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow or or anything. We just gotta just get down to the nitty gritty. I'm a I'm actually wearing camo pants right now, so I don't have to put them on because I'm already wearing them. But Ready? I'm gonna lace up my my Vans. I gotta find a sword, and I think I'll be good for a while. Well, I got um got a lot of shotgun shells, so <laughs> for sure. But man, um, I guess I'm too. But I don't got camo, so. It's all good. We'll we'll find you, Cam. That, that that's the easy part. I feel like you know you having a gun. That that's the um the hard part. Yeah, for sure. I curious about uh you know you mentioned you're not really a, a Star Wars fan, but recently Disney announced like a bunch of like stuff upcoming for the you know the Marvel universe, the MCU. Were, were you um you know, in tune with all that news that dropped a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Um. It's funny. I, I totally understand when people hate on like Marvel MCU and stuff, but mm-hmm. y'all, I'm really just rooting for Daredevil and the Punisher to come back. Like that that is what it is. That and then like Spider Man's like, you know, pocket of the universe. That's all the stuff I care. I'm gonna watch all of that, but that's the stuff I really care about is like those street level characters. Um as in like I said, Daredevil and Punisher. So like I'm really just rooting to see that again. But I'm looking forward to watching that stuff in the meantime just to keep busy yeah i'm hoping those rumors of charlie cox being in the next spider-man film are true because that would be yeah, insane. I would too. um if he don't show up in that movie that's fine i just want to see him back one way or another um him vincent d'onofrio was kingpin um uh, allegedly uh kevin feige does want john bernthal to be punisher again no matter what so I'm really rooting for that. And Thomas Jane, the dude that played that one Punisher movie, he actually wants to direct a Punisher movie with John Bernthal as the Punisher. That's pretty cool. So, you know, hope so. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, the, oh yeah, your, your, your Punisher shrine. That's awesome. Um, I, I feel like those characters that you named the, you know, the actors that played Kingpin, Daredevil and Punisher, those, I feel like they were so like impactful because you, you, you got to think about what Daredevil did for those Netflix series is when Daredevil season one came out, it kind of opened people's eyes like, holy shit, like this world, you know, can be like this, like, you know, dark and dirty and um, these street level superheroes can be awesome. Like not everybody has to have super flashy superpowers to be popular or to, to be interesting. So uh, I, I feel like that whole world is super awesome, and like I I loved uh, Jessica Jones. Like I have like a Jessica Jones um, print here. I'll show you. Um, see, like right there on my wall. Oh hell um, yeah! I, I love Jessica Jones. Uh, I, I feel like they were all good, and um, you know, Iron Fist was probably the the worst one, which sucks. But um, I, I feel like those three that, that you named, they at least have to keep those people on and bring them back because they were so iconic and they they were so good. And I I I, I don't understand how they uh or maybe maybe they do but who knows um i i just can't see how they, they can't recognize 
the importance of those characters and just like how crazy the fandom is and how good those actors were at their job because it's just like totally like mind blowing and they, they they were all amazing like those like when I think of like you know these comic book characters those are the people that I think of now yeah that's like the only like I I don't read too uh, much um, like I don't read comics hardly ever but when I do it's gonna be some like character that can be like you know uh very gritty like the punisher um the most recent thing i was reading was like um bullseye's perfect pitch and um some other bullseye story um after that that i'm reading but um i just i really like those you know it's just it's so cool i don't know that's best i can really say it's characters that like you can tell they actually carry pain i don't know i don't know how to just like say it but it's just it feels way more relatable than just you know people fighting in fucking outer space yeah and to my knowledge they haven't really introduced kingpin into the spider um spider-man films yet no they haven't so it would be great to bring back uh you know vincent. yeah vincent because yeah he was he's pretty vocal about it the actor is that he wants to do it if he can so i think i think that I got high hopes that they will. I mean, there's that huge like save daredevil campaign. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty known that, you know, the, the fans of daredevil are going to want those actors back or at least as many as possible. Yeah. But, um, the but- only, um, now I, I will say what I'm stoked about when it, it blade is going to be Mahershala Ali, which I know he was in Luke cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Cottonmouth. Yeah. But, like that's fine you can ignore that it's not like luke cage and blade ever have to meet you know but uh, so it won't be like a weird thing for us to watch as the audience yeah but also you, you got to think like you know chris evans was uh you know johnny um from uh fantastic four right and yeah so, so it's happened that's why like uh people like as awesome as michael b jordan was as killmonger people are like fuck like why didn't they cast him as somebody else? Because he, he he could have you know been like a reoccurring character and you know just been super amazing, but for sure. You know, in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Speaking of anything, Black Panther. I know. Rest in peace. That was dude. When I found out about um, him passing and then finding out about how he'd been battling, uh, you know, cancer for a while and then having filmed those movies, you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did he manage? And obviously, like I'm sure people knew, like obviously his team, and I'm sure, like you know, no, but... no, I, I'm pretty positive it was like just him and his family. Okay, could have been someone on the team, but like Kevin Feige and them didn't know. So you know, it's just that's really cool. I mean, like obviously, that's like when it comes to like right in the next movie, they're like scratching their heads at it. But um, but the fact that he just he just held it in was that was heroic as fuck. And it's crazy to think about too, like, like, like just imagine what he was going through, like internally, like, you know, personally while he was just doing these movies was insane. So to, to be able to have that strength and to, to be able to get the job done, it, it's crazy. And um, he, he was amazing, like not even just as Black Panther, but even like all of his, the other movies he did, he, he was an amazing actor. Yeah, really was. He did really good. You could like, I don't know. It's hard to like see emotion in a lot of the characters in MCU because you know like i don't know just the way the scripts are but you could like you i was convinced he was like actually in pain whenever like you know his dad died and whatnot it was was really cool i like that yeah it was it was definitely like just a sad thing to 
to have to go through because obviously last year was rough and him passing last year and it's like damn it like why have to be this year um, yeah but and so many people i and i'm hoping like like obviously they're, they're talking about like his sister you know in the movie shuri stepping up to play more mm-hmm. uh, of an important role I, i'm just curious how it's going to play out um she's a fine character but we'll figure it out yeah who knows i'm just chilling hoping for daredevil and punisher <laughs> Uh, so and, and then like whatever happens with spider-man you know like those that's the three things i'm i'm rooting for more than anything punisher daredevil spider-man mm-hmm. well spider-man's shaping up to be something insane because you got to think about uh jamie fox oh. is coming back and then yeah and then whatever we're going to see in this next film with like toby mcguire coming back and um uh, what's her name kirsten dunce it's yeah. gonna, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see them open up this like Spider Verse. Obviously, with Doctor Strange being involved now, it's gonna be um it's it's gonna be really fun. I'm I'm, I'm stoked that um, you know, Sony. You know what I'm excited about who Marvel related Mortal Kombat because they're they've been filming a movie in mm-hmm. Australia, and I think we'll get a teaser like early this year. I hope so because I'm a big fan of uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise. Like, I feel like when it comes to fighting games, like the way they do theirs, like it, it, it's awesome, and they actually care about their audience and they pay attention and listen to the community. So I love what they do. But then even you think back to the original movies, I, I think the first Mortal Kombat movie still holds up. You go back and watch that today, that movie's still fucking I mean, awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone makes fun of it, but it's it's still fun to watch. Yeah, and to think that it started as this like you know crazy violent fighting game that people um you know, wanted to ban to for it to be able to grow into this awesome thing, I'm I'm stoked. I mean, I'm happy that they're uh, doing another one. So I'm I'm really curious to see where it goes because like I haven't really looked into it too much like about like storyline and who's going to be in it, but I just hope that um it, it's super awesome because um historically video game movies are always bad. The, the, you can't really yeah, that's that, what I always hear. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to think of like a like a good one. Like I think my favorite video game movie has to be like the most recent uh, Tomb Raider. I didn't watch it, but I know I know it's Sean Mount. Mm-hmm. I was interested, but I don't know, man. Tomb Raider for me, I just I always remember how creepy the like the first ones were, and like like there was that big like boss fight. It was like something called like torso. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see some shit like that in a in a Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> It gets pretty crazy, but not that crazy because like because um, they're basing off like the the like reboot Tomb Raider games. And I feel mm-hmm. like they did like a really good job of like, you know, paying like, you know, homage to the to the video game. They they, they did like a really great job. But then I think the the main actress, I forget her name. She uh, didn't want to do it anymore. So I think that's why they haven't done another one. But, uh, but that's a built into like weird, like paranormal stuff and like weird monsters. But but they always do. But uh, Mortal Kombat, hopefully, you, you said we should be getting a teaser soon. I'm stoked. As, as long as they obviously, like, you know, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, those are, like, staples. That feel like they can't do a movie without including them, you know, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that Scorpion and Sub-Zero are in it. I just, I want to see Baraka in it, dude. Mm-hmm. We were talking the other day, and you wanted to tell me the story about you saving um. A, a lady and her dog oh man i just figured it was like worth talking it was it's crazy i mean i'm not trying to like say like oh i was a hero <laughs> like they actually said like i saved the lady but yeah dude i had a fucking i heard this lady like screaming outside my neighborhood or my apartment 
I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in Roswell, Georgia. It's not, this not dangerous right here at all. Mm. So I'm just like, what's going on? This lady is like, and so I run out there and I see like her dog on top of her other dog and she's like ripping them off each other. And I go to pull it off this pit bull. It's like whole mouth is over the other dog's entire head. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm pulling it off and I don't know what else to do, but start punching it. So I, I do, and it, I know I'm not even fucking hurting it, but it finally lets go, and I'm not thinking, and I just let go, and it goes right back to the dog, and I'm like, fuck, dude. So I'm getting it off again. Now it's on the dog's leg, mm-hmm. and I get it off. There's blood everywhere, and then it turns, and it grabs. It gets the lady in her face, and then it grabs her hand, and she's like on her stomach on the ground with her arm up in the air and hit the dog's mouth. And my roommate runs down and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And the lady's like, please grab Rosie and take Rosie to the dog park. And we just, we obviously know that's the other dog. So my roommate takes that dog, the one that was just getting its ass kicked, uh, to the dog park and to keep it away from this dog. And I'm trying to like choke this dog and punch it, like getting it off this lady's. It's like, she's about to lose her fucking fingers. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. And there's blood everywhere. Um, like I said, but anyways, uh, someone pulls up and then they start beaming their lights and honking the horn. And then, um, I remember like I called, I called 911 specifically for an ambulance. I just like, I'm, I'm like choking the dog and with one arm, I managed to do it like 911, throw my phone to the ground. And, um, you know, I can barely hear about 911, what's your emergency? And I just yell like, you know, we need an ambulance. This lady's, you know, bit by a dog, yada, yada. So eventually police come up first and before the police show up we finally get i finally get this dog like off the lady um and then they they show up they get a first aid kit for her and he's calm by this point but like i'm not letting him go uh i'm petting him i'm kissing him on his head i'm like dude i'm so sorry i had to just punch your ass like um he's a sweet dog i can tell he was but um then I'm so exhausted. Like my, my adrenaline was shot like through the fucking roof and they give the lady her first aid kit. And I'm like, yo, I need someone to grab this fucking dog. I'm about to pass out. And I don't necessarily, the last thing I want to do is give it over to the fucking police. Cause I know they just like shooting dogs, but um, animal control wasn't there just yet. And this cop's like, all right, you know, let him go. So then I let the dog go. The dog's calm. And then they like abruptly go to grab him and then he gets bit. So that's funny. Like the cop gets bit, Mm -hmm. but his partner's like, Oh shit. And he gets the dog with the stun gun. And then every time it gets up to move away after that, it's calm. It's just scared. And they kept fucking tasing it, but I can't do anything else. I'm, I'm my body is so exhausted. I go upstairs and then I just start throwing up off my balcony. <laughs> I go out for some air after a minute, and I'm just like, you know, vomiting like over the balcony, over and over and over. It was just chaos. And um, they they finally like got the dog. The animal control did. Um, and I went to talk to this lady that runs the shelter. She like comes up because she gets we she gets a call from the lady that was just attacked. And um, that lady's off in the ambulance now. The lady that runs the shelter and me are talking. And then the police are like, we got to, uh, can we take a statement from you? Uh, and I'm like, no. And then they're like, 
they're like, I mean, you might want to do that to help this lady out here. And then I looked at her and she's like, it might save the dog's life. And I'm like, okay, you know, fine. And then the cop's like salty that I didn't want to talk to him. So he's like, I'll go get another officer for you. And I'm like, okay, you bitch. And then uh, another cop comes over. And I, by this point, I'm already giving a statement to the animal control people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I let the cop like, no, like, I'm like, look, the dog was calm by the time your partner like abruptly grabbed him. So, you know, please like take that into, consider- into consideration. Y'all please just don't put the dog down. And then they were like, I don't want to talk all those details with you, yada, yada, but thanks. And then the news the next day, like, hits me up. They get my number through, like, the police. And then they asked me if I'll do an interview. And I was like, yeah, if I can, like, defend the dog. And so me, the shelter lady, and the lady that was attacked, all three of us are, like, the reason the dog doesn't get put down. Because we, like, you know, we emphasize how sweet the dog was. It was just triggered because of another dog that came around, a third dog that came around the corner. And the lady, what she did was try to hold it back from getting that unleashed dog. Mm -hmm. And instead it redirects and then starts attacking her other dog. So it was just a nightmare. So just just to be clear, the the Pibble wasn't the ladies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Pibble was her. She's a foster care um, mother or whatever. Oh, so she was just walking two dogs. She was walking that dog and then her other dog. Yeah. And then both of her dogs are the ones fighting because this little dog that she doesn't know at all comes around the corner unleashed. And instead of it, uh, like her letting it get that dog, obviously she held it back and instead it just redirects and starts fighting her other dog. That's it was a shit show. And at any point were you like worried, okay, this pit bull might go and start attacking me. Cause that's, that's one thing that I would be thinking about. Like, holy shit. Holy Dude, I was fucking terrified, but I was like, I couldn't like think about that. It was in the back of my mind, but I was like, I got to get this fucking dog off this lady and, uh, well, and her dog. I really thought the dog at first, I thought this dog's about to die. Like, uh, talking about the one that it was attacking. Yeah. I was, yeah, it's about to die. Cause I've like, I've like seen dogs like throughout my childhood, like get ran over and this night. And I was just, I just remembered that. And I was like, yeah, this dog's about to die. Oh, and my mom, that's another thing. My, when I was young, I had a, my mom had a, chihuahua and it got killed by a bigger dog so i was like yeah this is one of those situations i can't do anything about this luckily i did and it was fine um and my roommate taking it to the dog park obviously helped de-escalate the shit out of that situation that was wild that was the probably that was the craziest thing that happened throughout the whole quarantine for me for sure well i mean the protests were crazy too um but um but that moment that was the scariest thing um to happen to me in like years so uh i don't know that was like the most alive i felt because <laughs> like i don't know if you're in a scary situation like that that's like that's just like the that's the most alive you're gonna feel i don't know how to make any more sense of that but yeah it was wild and i'm just curious have you seen the news clip of you on tv yeah um because uh that news guy kept in touch with me afterwards him and then um the lady that runs the shelter and um they um they were like yeah it's gonna be on so like obviously i wanted to watch it i wanted to see what i said that he kept and what he didn't Mm -hmm. but uh you know he did what i wanted him to do and made sure that me being on there was to defend the dog 
let it know, let everyone know he wasn't like a monster. He was just triggered. Yeah, he wasn't just some vicious people out there biting people. Exactly, because that's what everyone wants to act like. Um, but uh, damn, that's a pretty crazy story of you saving the lady and that dog. Because if you weren't there, who knows? That dog would have just probably had its way with the little sure. dog, and then got the lady. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, neighbors just came outside and were like looking. I mean, like what more could they do? But it's just like I don't feel like I don't feel like anyone else would have like anyone else there specifically would have. I would have hoped other people would have done the same. But I just after like seeing everyone like watch us, I was like, none of these people would have done this. <laughs> like, but you know, like I guess you can't blame people. Um, it was crazy for sure. But um. I really want to adopt the dog. Like I just, I can't cause I don't have a house. I have an apartment. Mm. Um, if, if I had a, a house with a backyard, I would own that dog. Cause he was so fucking sweet. And I don't, I don't really like, like, I know I got too busy of a lifestyle to take care of a dog, but I would make it work out if I could have had that dog. Cause I got like so attached to it in that situation. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad that you recognize that, uh, that dogs or just animals in general are like a, a real big responsibility. It's not just something that you buy and just, you know, don't really have to pay attention to. Yeah. I, you used to have this roommate and he got a puppy and I, and I told him, I'm like, dude, like, I don't care that, that you have a puppy, but I just want you to know that you're never home and I don't want to be the one to have to take care of this puppy. It's like a big responsibility and I just don't want you to get in over your head, uh, with getting this, this, uh, this animal. And he's like, no, dude, like, don't worry. Like, he'll be totally fine. And sure enough, he was um, uh, always gone and he would just put the dog in his like kennel and I would be home and it would just be crying all day. And it's like, dude, that's not, that's not cool. So like I would p take it out yeah. and play with it. And I'm just like, but then it, basically I became like the owner of this freaking dog while uh, my roommate was never home. And then eventually I, I got sick of it. Cause I was just like, dude, I was like, as much as I uh, like the little puppy, like it's not mine, it's yours. Like you got to figure it out. You either got to step up and actually start taking care of it or you got to get, you know, or find somebody who will, cause this isn't like, you know, good for the dog either. Cause it's like young and still developing. And if, if you're neglecting it, who knows what it's going to grow up to be like. So you should figure it out and not, you know, ruin this dog's life because you wanted a, a puppy, you know, for the week. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Cause like some people's like, Oh, I can do it. But then like, you know, they realize it's only fun for like a week or so. And by that point they're probably phased out of it. Um, we have a cat, like we just got a few weeks ago and me and my roommate and that's fucking awesome, especially for me. Cause I don't have to do all the responsible shit. That's because it's, it's hers. Uh, over, like whenever we move, it'll still be her cat. Yeah. Um, but I fucking, I love the shit out of it, but I'm, I'm, I don't have to do much for it. Plus you don't really have to for cats anyways. Yeah. But even then all the little stuff you should do, like I don't have to be the one to do it. I will. If, if my roommates like needs me to, of course, mm -hmm. but um, for the most part, I don't have to. And that's cool. I'm definitely an uncle kind of guy. <laughs> For sure, man, Cayman, this has been super sick. I'm really happy that we we're able to have you back on. I'm stoked on the new single uh, dropping. Go make sure to check that out. Go stream it, and I hope that that EP comes sooner than later because the I, I really enjoyed the single, and I want to hear uh, the rest of the songs that you guys are working on. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, I, I really hope that it catches the ears that I would want it to, which is simply people that give a shit. Um, 
about, you know, lyrics, shit that, I don't know, like, people, I hope people that come to hardcore with, from a place of pain, I hope that they latch onto it the hardest, because, I don't know, it was just me fucking getting my thoughts in order and putting it on paper, but, like, I mean, because I can ramble all day, but, um, by the end of it, I got, I got something I'm trying to say for like, you know, to like express and, um, when I can actually put it on paper and it's as straightforward as I need it to be, like, I I hope that it's going to be something someone else is like, Oh my God, like I feel that same way. So yeah, definitely looking forward to what people think. Um, either way, even if it doesn't get all the attention in the world, I mean, I'm proud of it. Um, I'm proud of my friend Josh for writing the music that he did for it. He did so good with this. It's, it's, it's going to be the last thing he writes for strangle you, but I mean, he put his fucking absolute best into it and I'm really proud of him because of how good he did with it. He did better than like I could have done in my own mind. Hell yeah. Well, Seriously, thank you again, Cayman. I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today and to talk about everything. It, it was awesome to to talk to you again, and I'm um, hopefully you know whenever Stringle you gets that album out, we'll, we'll have you back on. For sure. Um, I will say if I got if I can give a shout out or two. Um, my friends in first day out, incredible uh, demo. Shout out, um, shout out, Luke. Yes, shout out, Luke. Uh, Ten toes down, great song. 34 seconds i think uh and living in fear um atlanta hardcore tulsa hardcore there's not too much going on there although there's not really anything going on anywhere right now but like band wise i don't think there's too much going on for tulsa but that's my fucking second home that i've only been to like once twice maybe but i fucking i absolutely love it out there and i can't wait to go back and see my friends All right. Well, seriously, thank you again. And thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll be back very soon.